From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast, Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Florida Studio here this morning. Uh, Ole Miss last night losing to South Carolina, 76-74 I think was the final. 77-74. Okay, close enough. Um, yeah, I guess it definitely was a three. South Carolina hits a half-court yeah, shot not on the line. At, at the end of uh, overtime to win that one over the Rebels in what was a non-existent crowd last night at the Pavilion, so we'll talk hoops, we'll talk crowd. Um we didn't talk about yesterday. Uh, AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco takes shots at the ACC, which were completely and utterly correct. Talk about his kind of open letter to college football. There's some NFL going on, some different stuff. So uh, just kind of landscape, uh, football stuff, basketball stuff, that and more coming up on the show today. Something good? Oh, yeah, I was looking for the uh, attendance. 5,813 was announced. No way. Well, no, that's my point. If yeah. announce was that low, then you know kind of what it, where it was. So yeah, thirty, thirty five hundred. Oh, tops. I, I I I don't know. With sixteen minutes to go in the first half, I counted the upper deck. Now, from my perspective, there are angles where I can't see yeah, sure. because of the scoreboard. But unless there was a population of like forty people, literally behind the scoreboard, it was less than a hundred people in the entire upper bowl. Yeah. Now, there were more that I'm sure showed up once the game began. But I, I did wait till the first TV timeout to do it mm-hmm. and counted. I did it at Kermit's first. I feel like I'm criticizing here, but it's almost like a, a, a you can almost like bank on it. He's going to have an angry early timeout mm-hmm. almost every game. And it was at that timeout. Yeah. I looked around, I counted, I was like, 80 people? Yeah. So. In the whole upper bowl? Mm-hmm. On a Tuesday, 6 o'clock SEC game? That was the University of South Carolina. That wasn't SC Upstate or SC State. Nothing against either one of those fine institutions because I'm sure they're great. It was the Gamecocks. That was that was an SEC school. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're legit. They were in the Final Four. A few years ago. A few years ago. Yeah. It's Frank Martin on that sideline. Yeah. Uh, that was... I know we're going to get into it, but I get people that ask me, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think? And the answer is, if I'm Keith Carter, and he was there last night, I saw him. I didn't talk to him. I saw him from a distance, but he was there. I tossed and turned in my bed last night over the crowd. Not the game, not a turnover, not a half-court shot, not a blown lead crowd. Yeah. And this is startle we talked about. A couple weeks ago, we'll get into that again. That and uh, and more come up a second. First, about the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. And all Blue Sky locations throughout Mississippi. They're kind of up and down I-55 all over North Mississippi as well. And we're still trying to give you 10 free dollars. You get that with 1,000 points with the Exxon Mobile app. All you got to do is take a picture of the QR code. automatically takes you to the app. Or you can just download it yourself. Either way, 1,000 points, 10 bucks there with the Exxon Mobile and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Also... Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drinks, and more. Um, and again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. 
We are. Uh, Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey uh, what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's uh, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer, great beer selection, full bar, all of that and more at Rafters on the Square in Oxford and also rafters in new albany i will tell you this there's a story up at um on rebelgrove.com it's rivals rankings week breaking down the 2023 class the story quarterback class uh there's a picture of arch manning on the front the story today on arch the blurb did not include Ole miss i asked adam friedman about it adam with rivals um i like adam a bunch he does a good job i'll just tell you there's transparency because why not i said do you guys know something we don't Regarding arts, there's no mention of Ole Miss in that blurb, and we're going to get bombarded with questions. Um, I do think Ole Miss is more in it than Clemson or Oklahoma, which is two of the schools that was mentioned. He said, that's an oversight totally on me. I'll add Ole Miss in now. So <laughs> I will give I will give them this, we, yeah. that Rivals is short-staffed. Yeah. It's too, not not nearly enough people trying to cover an entire country. country. Yeah. And I'm sure those guys are a little beat, and it was just a mistake. They fixed it. There you go. For the record, I do sort of agree with the meat of that nugget, which is the two schools that appear to have momentum today. And again, this is today, February the 16th. We'll take it for what it means. I don't know what it means. Or Alabama and Texas. That is what I hear a lot, too. I think Georgia has slipped a little. I think Clemson has slipped a ton. I think they're out, honestly. Um, they mention Oklahoma, and I almost wonder if that was the oversight, the O for the O. Oh. I think they meant to put Ole Miss instead of Oklahoma, but they have been writing an absolute ton. And as someone who has occasionally written an absolute ton, you you can just screw up. You well, your yeah. your your fingers, your, your fingers, and your brain can can go um, cattywampus, if you will. It's a good word. So, yeah, look, Ole Miss loses again, 77-74. I mean, we we could break down minutia of the game, but there's really no reason to. Um, the one thing I will say is it's not getting better. I mean, I listened to Kermit's postgame this morning when I got up. He says that – Which one? With us or the one with Kellum? With y'all. Okay. Um, with Kellum, he talked about there being an NCAA tournament team if they were healthy. Um, with you guys, because I'd seen some things of, hey, he threw this guy under the bus. And hey. Morell maybe a little bit, but I actually didn't think this was, that was one of Kermit's things. I thought he was pretty honest in the post game with you guys, especially moving forward. Fagan's banged up. Joiner almost didn't play last night. What this thing looks like in the backcourt moving forward the rest of the way, I have no idea. Talked about having to play Vander Heiden. Talked about playing James White in the first half yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's it's it White is played, it is a mess of a roster right now. White played three minutes and thirty five seconds. Vander Heiden played one minute forty one seconds. Neither are ready to play in the SEC. They're just not ready to play in the SEC. They're just not. Here's the thing, Chase. People ask about you know what do you think? What do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I'll be honest. I have people that that tell me, hey, you guys reach a lot of people. You have a big voice. Be careful. And it almost kind of scares me when people say that because I never think about it like that. 
I don't know if you do or not. I, I don't. I never think, oh, yeah, a lot of people listening to me, in my opinion, might shape some opinions. I, I, I don't ever think like that. Um, the one thought that crosses my mind repeatedly, if I'm Keith Carter, is if I don't make a move, and for the record, I like Kermit Davis the person a lot, but if I don't make a move, what gets better next year? What makes me think that next year gets better? And then the thing that would really keep me up at night is two things. One, it's the crowds. There's just nobody there. For the Alabama game, there were more people, but it was dead. Last night was dead. It was dead. I mean, that that was the crowd that you expect on a rainy Thursday in December when South Carolina Upstate is coming in for an 8 o'clock tip. That's that crowd. Well, that was kind of my point, was that – and I said this – Two weeks ago, we all knew this was coming. I said that the Alabama game wouldn't be a great crowd, but at least it was Bama. It was a bit of a name team, and you would generate some semblance of a crowd that night because of that. And that's kind of what happened. It wasn't great, but it was all right. It was fine. It was less than what I thought it would be, but it was passable. Yeah, it it was not the story of the night. Last night was the story of the night. I mean, I was barraged with photos and videos of that crowd at tip, just before tip, right after tip. Um well, I mean, I got up, bad, and, so bad, I got up bad, and got bad. a beer. Yeah, I wanted to get a beer. Uh-huh. I, I know that's that's you're fine. People say you shouldn't get a beer while you're working, whatever. I went and got one Coors Light. There was no line okay. at halftime because I just had a craving for popcorn for the first time in my life. I went up to get popcorn. There was no line at halftime at all. Literally, I walked up. The nice lady, she was very nice. What can I help you with? I just want to get a popcorn. She said, that's all. I said, yes, ma'am. Hands me a popcorn. I pay my $2 or whatever it was. I tipped 20%. Yeah. So 40% tip. I went on my way, but I thought to myself, I did. I thought to myself, and this is, this is the rest of my thought. I don't know how much SEC basketball you guys have watched this year. I don't know how much you've watched, Chase. I, I've, watched, I've watched some, good bit. I have three or four teams I watch a good bit. So here's what strikes me over the last just couple of weeks, okay? Sure. Is when you look around at the uh when you look around at the landscape, there's a handful of games that stick out in my mind as that hap- that's happening elsewhere. Auburn when they hosted Kentucky had a massive crowd. Auburn when it hosted Texas A&M last week, massive crowd. Arkansas, record crowd. The biggest crowd in the history of Bud Walton Arena when Auburn came to town. Arkansas is number two nationally in, in, in attendance this season. Yeah, so forget... Tennessee's five. Forget who's winning and losing for a minute. Just just talking crowds. Tuscaloosa the other night, the other day, for a noon game, 11 a.m. actually, when Arkansas showed up at Tuscaloosa, with a great game, one-point game, Alabama won. Big crowd. I don't know if it was sold out, but it was huge. It was, it was, it, it was a... Last night, I don't know what the attendance at Thompson Bowling was, but it was big. It was loud. It was rowdy. It was exciting. I mean, you look around the country, you look around the league, and and teams are getting these big crowds, and basketball matters, and basketball's fun. And it's, there's a default setting among some fans, not all fans, but some fans like, ah, oh, well, we're a baseball school. Well, why can't you be both? Wouldn't it be more fun? If basketball was good too, no one says you can't be a baseball school. 
But wouldn't it be more fun if basketball were good too? And and, and it weren't just like uh, no, I'm not, no one's going to that. You can get a beer at the basketball game. I did it. It's 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 kind of striking to me that if I were Keith, that's what would bother me. More than the turnovers, more than the awful possessions on offense in the overtime and the, and the end of regulation, and they were awful. They were really bad possessions. And, and people can excuse them or whatnot. They were really bad possessions, bad turnovers, bad mistakes. Against the very ab- – look, the first half of the Ole Miss-South Carolina game, I mean, I, there were a couple of times I was like, this is the SEC? But that's what would bother me if I were Keith Carter. When I put my head on the pillow at night, I wonder how soundly he sleeps on a night like last night, knowing that there's this big decision in front of you. And then here's the other problem. You look around the league, and if you're going to make a move, and there's all sorts of rumblings about Mississippi State, about Ben Hallen might retire. Um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a foregone conclusion that Georgia's going to fire Tom Crean. Likely South Carolina. Uh, it's expected South Carolina because I've heard some names there. That uh, they're going to, you know, Frank's South Carolina's now 15 and 10, 6 and 7. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, whatever. Not, not going anywhere. Their net before winning last night was 105. They're not, they're not going anywhere. Um, there's, there's, you know, talk about Missouri, depending on what they do with Quanzo. They, they had no crowd last night. Arkansas ran them out of the gym. Um, if you're Ole Miss and you're going to make a move in that environment, I, mean, I think Mike White lost last night. Is that correct? They lost to Texas A&M. They did, yes. You know, um, Florida could make a move. If, if if you're going to make a move, you've got to get ahead. And I, so I I don't know what he does. It, I, listen, it's his job. He applied for it. He got it. But the, this is this is not a fun spot for him. There's there's not an easy answer, and just. Rolling it over is not an easy thing to do because if if you if you do that and then there's no excitement in the off season and you can't sell tickets this time next year if the crowds look like that again it's on Keith. Because look, right or wrong, actual not right or wrong. Sorry, it is it, one of the one of the biggest signs of a healthy program or an unhealthy program is actual attendance. Not paid, not season tickets. Actual attendance Body, in the bodies, bodies once the games get going. in the building. Because that shows, hey, I'm taking my discretionary time, and I'm using it for this product. And my discretionary it is my ho- Yeah, it is mm-hmm. my hobby. It is all these things. It is what I am doing. Yeah, it takes, it takes action to go to the game. So that matters. That's why last night was bad. It's why I pointed to the Alabama thing, the Georgia thing, because you can at least make an argument that last night of the three remaining home games – might be the best attendance of that bunch. Because you look at next Saturday, and it is ripe for disaster from a game standpoint. Because the game is at 2.30. The baseball team plays at noon. And the early forecast is sunny and 60. There won't be anybody I mean, you're, you're – There it, it won't is, be anybody there. And then you throw in, Chase, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to add yeah, to it, yeah. okay? Next weekend is also sort of the start of the spring youth baseball travel tournaments Carson's got a soccer tournament next weekend his yeah. first one of the just year. got stuff now. stuff starts to happen the s- southern spring stuff starts yeah are you going to see a basketball game I mean they're, they're, if, if they lose to Georgia 
And frankly, even if they don't, they're losing to Auburn next week. I mean, they'll be 12 and 15, 3 and 11 in the league. Yeah. Are you going to go watch Ole Miss, Texas A&M at 2.30 on a sunny Saturday when Little Johnny's got a soccer tournament or a soft, a Little Jenny's got softball or baseball or whatever, tennis, golf, whatever sport you got, and there's baseball across the street? The answer is no. Yeah. The answer to that is no. There's a very small segment of the fan base that goes, nope, I'm going to skip baseball, I'm doing that, I'm spending my time on basketball at 2.30. I mean, remarkably small. And so, if, and again, so I go back to being Keith, right? And then the only home game past that is senior night, March fifth. Baseball's away; they're at UCF now. The games do overlap for any hardcores, but they it's away. A five o'clock tip against Vanderbilt with a team that's going to be four or five conference wins, maybe. Again, on a Saturday when people have stuff going on, soccer tournaments, baseball tournaments. It's not if it's nice out. At five o'clock. By that point, that's isn't that the that's the weekend before daylight savings time kicks back in. But start, start of starting to get kind of nice out. You know, maybe you go out and have a drink. Maybe you go to dinner. Mm-hmm. If you're a hardcore basketball fan, there are probably games on TV that are better games. It's it gets tough. Again, I agree with you completely. The one gauge of a program is attendance. Yes, it is the one gauge of a, of, of a program. Any program is attendance. And I know some people can go, oh, God, here we go. I'm not going there. I'm just telling you. But no, because it's actionable. But to your point, when Mike was really in trouble, the one time he's been really, really in trouble, 2013, I wrote a story on it. I call up one of our players and goes, God, look around. Because the actual attendance sucked. Yeah. Now, they sold tons of season tickets because they always do. That's a different, complicated totally thing. Totally different thing. But actual people in attendance, no, attendance sucked in 2013. Getting in your car, driving to the stadium – Parking, walking to stadium, sitting in stadium, spending money in stadium, yeah. walking back to your car. That's all those are, th- are actionable things. You have to have some motivation to do it. There's a handful of people that do it out of a sense of obligation. Yeah, sure. But there requires some degree of motivation to do that. And if people aren't motivated to do it, you have to ask yourself, if you're in an administrative position, why are they not motivated? Are we doing something wrong? Is the product not good? Is it not fun? Is it what? That, that, all of those things have to factor into that conversation. And if I'm Keith, that's a conversation that I'm having to have right now. I, I, the, there's, there's this school of thought out there that you just automatically roll over and give another year. Okay, but what does that what does that year bring? That has to be the secondary part of that conversation. And there are people out there that say, well, the, the, the part of that conversation that you're skipping, Neil, is that this team got injured. And Kermit, I did not hear it. Yeah, so we've I, only seen the quotes. I did not hear it. I did not. I, while he's doing his postgame show, we're doing our postgame stuff. We yeah, were, sure. I didn't hear it. Had I been his PR person, I would have advised him not to say that. It was not the time. Well, you you lost to Samford. You lost to Western Kentucky. You lost to Boise State. I mean, you had losses that, frankly, you shouldn't. An SEC team shouldn't lose just because they're down a player. I mean that, that that's the problem with that. It magnified the lack of depth and the lack of bench. It did. Which is my point. It showed your it showed the issue. It didn't necessarily create the issue. There's a difference. I mean, Sammy Hunter could only play eight minutes last night. 
I mean, eight minutes. He's been in your program for four years. Austin Crowley had to play 28 minutes last night as you're basically your starting point guard. He gets three points, no rebounds, four assists, three turnovers. He's a minus six. I mean, Joyner was too sick to go through the walkthrough. Sacks up and plays, frankly. Mm-hmm. Plays 31 and a half minutes. Gets you 18 points, an assist, three rebounds, one turnover. People criticize Matthew Morrell. My God, he played 43 minutes last night. 43 minutes gets you 18 points, five boards, three assists, two turnovers, had a steal, had a block. Nas Brooks plays two seconds shy of 37 minutes last night. He's been a godsend. I mean, without him? Well, the thing that Keith doesn't know, too, in making this decision, because, look, I mean, we're not guaranteeing it. He can, Neil and I have no idea. We, we'd love to be able to read the future, but we can't. Um, it's Ole Miss is the type of program right now in basketball that's much more of a take from than a get in the portal right now. You would be much worried about losing somebody in the portal than difference makers entering your program right now, yeah. if you're just being logical and, and truthful here. You know, I don't know what kind of staff turnover. There's a rumor about an assistant coach right now leaving. Like, there's just stuff that's going on all over the place at this well, point. Well, at a minimum, he'll have to shake up his staff. And I, that's not to criticize human beings that are on that staff. I like those people. But at an absolute minimum, he's got to bring in an influx of new eyes into his staff that can recruit. I mean, they have to get it. Look, but would be on the most scorching hot seat yes, for one season. Like, if you're an assistant, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, why are you? Yeah. So you're you're having to take from a lower level because you give them so much money that they come take. The yeah, job. they give them an opportunity that they just don't can't turn yeah, down. But you know, in a, a guy in an established program is he coming right now? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I doubt it. And if you hire certain guys next, you better have a lot of NIL and money set aside to play that game. Because I see some names on the board, and I go, okay, but if so, Such that's as. a whole different – well, I mean, Kenny Payne, he ain't just yeah. – No. You're not just recruiting the – No. The, 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 you know, like that, that's a different level than Ole Miss has ever done from a recruiting standpoint in basketball. That's the hard that part. That would be required. That's And, and listen, at the, at the end of the day, right, this is 16 years now. Yeah. Andy for 12, is that right? And now Kermit for four. This is 16 years where you've had a pretty good basketball coach on your sideline. Yeah. And at some point, it's not about – when we talk about commitment, we're not talking about the building. No. I mean, you've got to decide that it matters. And, and, it, and it's harder when football's good. Yeah. You've got to dec- – I mean, Hugh Freeze benefited there for a little while because, you know, I mean – when I, uh, Kermit benefited is yes. what I meant to say. Thank you. Kermit benefited when he kind of first got there – that football was in the dumpster. Yeah, they weren't doing high level recruiting. At I, mean, that I was point. trying to trying to come up with a way to say it nicely. I don't know that I did. No, but. it's fine. <laughs> that was the nice way. So yeah, I mean, look, there's lots of stuff here. It's just not as simple as whatever. But I mean, the signs of a program. I mean, they would definitely be in the in the in the ER right now, um, getting getting checked out. But so. you can't wait until after the SEC tournament to sit down and evaluate it, and then jump into the coaching market. That's kind of my point. If you're going to do it, frankly, you need some sort of an announcement here pretty soon. You've got to get out front on it. Yeah. And I don't 
get a sense that that's him. I don't know. But I, I could be. And maybe that means he's back no matter what. I don't know. I, I just maybe don't know. Maybe that's a, yeah. But last night would be not the outcome, although the outcome would bother me too. The way that that game was lost with an eight-point lead late would bother me, but what would bother me if I'm Keith Carter or really bother me would be that atmosphere. Yeah. It was inescapable. Yeah. And that's Tuesday at 6 against an SEC team. What the hell does it look like in December at 8 against nobody state? Mm-hmm. Rhode Island A&M rolls in. People are like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't – like. Who's coming in this weekend? Charleston Southern? Yeah. Who's coming in the next weekend? ECU. I mean, those are not exactly household names. That's not Vanderbilt rolling in. And it will be spilled over with people. And everybody goes, well, you know, it's outdoors. And I get it. Whatever. Whatever. It's an, it, it requires an action to go yeah. to the game. Yeah. It does. It requires an action. So you have 9,000 people that are going to make an actionable action to go to a game. Yeah. And maybe it's because they want to sit out in left field and let the kids play in the thing and they want to uh, have a Subway. You probably see Subway sandwiches like 15 bucks now. They wanted oh. to, they they want to take a sandwich and a cooler a beer and just chill out. I get it. Whatever. Whatever the case may be. It doesn't really matter. I mean, well, they have a club. They have a club at basketball too. What, whatever the deal is. It doesn't all that is frankly all of that stuff is excuses and horseshit. You either have people there or they're not there. Mm-hmm. And if they're there, you're doing something right. And if they're not there, you're doing something wrong. And it's really that simple. Yeah. Podcast priority in part by Johnston Hill Creamery, 662-419-9201. Cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Still have time to order you a king cake, multiple flavors, multiple sizes going on with that. Lemon curd, cinnamon, pecan praline. And uh, cheesecake dip are available there as uh, some different flavors for those king cakes. 24 hours notice. Go in. Let them know. They'll have it ready a day later. Again, that's 662-419-9201. They also make all their cheeses in-house. And you can pick between plenty of our charcuterie trays, artisanal cheese plates, and much more. So, again, johnstonhillcreamery.com for a full menu. I'm going to guess there is no Rhode Island A&M. Wouldn't make sense for Rhode Agricultural Island. Agricultural and military in, in Rhode Island, you know. Yeah, it doesn't. Strikes me as not likely, but regardless. Yeah. <clears throat> Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale, equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, one uh, grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with the trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Under the teachings of one of the best young professionals in the sport, Bowers Cone, Southern Traditions has high aspirations for the future, along with the owners Ben and Hillary Craddock, and maybe Bill Craddock, too. Good job. I'm Thanks. proud of you. Southern Traditions has become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. For questions or information about lessons, boarding, or sales, contact Bowers at Bowers Cone. It's B-O-W-E-R-S-C-O-N-E-1, the number one, at gmail.com, or message them on Facebook or Instagram at uh, Southern Traditions Farm. We're also brought to you by Bell and Grove. Uh, Bell and Grove is based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell and Grove, a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell and Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through 
supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Sorry. Um, Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. We'll be taping the first episode, I think that's the plan, this evening of the Peyton Chatney Show, brought to you by The Rogue. Baseball season, about 48 hours away at this point. So we'll talk to Peyton, get his thoughts on opening day, nerves, stuff. Stuff. Talk to him. That's brought to you by The Rogue. They're your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work, to lifestyle to nightlife. That's perfect something for everyone at the Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North and Jackson or the Rogue.com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They're also available with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area every single day, and they offer MedSync for your prescriptions one day each month and take care of you. One delivery, one pickup, you have everything you need there with G&M. So, again, they're on South Lamar in Oxford. That's 662-236-2222. Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Rhode Island. It, it makes me laugh every time we've, we've talked about this. The, the the quote in the movie Arthur with Dudley Moore when he's sitting at dinner or whatever, and he goes, it's a very tiny country. Rhode Island could kick the crap out of it in a war. And for some reason, it's every single, I, I don't know. I, I, I laugh at that exchange because he's, he's having dinner with the hooker, and it's, it's fine. He starts yelling at the point and goes, you're a hooker? I just thought I was doing really well. <laughs> it's the best drunk actor in the world. Dudley Moore plays a terrific drunk in Arthur. So, anyway. All right, I'm all over the place. Uh, let's see. I think that's what I was getting criticized by. When I'm going to a page and I go, uh, I think that's I think that's what I do. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I think that's what, 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 what somebody was pointing out. That's fine. Uh, let's see. see I have, I've turned to... Deaf eye, a deaf a, ear, and a blind eye. You say a blind, it. yeah, a deaf eye and a blind ear. Yeah, I'm just kind of taking a step back. Elsewhere around the league last night, Tennessee knocking off Kentucky 70-63 in a game that was not close at all. The Volunteers uh, rolled them from pretty much the opening tip. They yeah. were up 14 at the half. Ty Ty Washington went down pretty early. Hopefully, he's okay. But without him, Kentucky really struggled. And listen, Tennessee's good. They're good. Tennessee's bound ten and three in the league now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kentucky getting thirteen and fifteen from Oscar last night. Kennedy Chandler going for seventeen and five for the Volunteers. High level basketball game. Kentucky just worst they have played since Notre Dame, but there was a reason for that. They got popped. 
Tennessee's got a lot of depth. Are they There's starting to be a team you would think Sweet 16 and oh, further for on? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago and really didn't get past maybe Kentucky and Auburn. No, no, they're, they're in the mix now. There's, In fact, there's five SEC teams today, the way that they're playing today, that I think could get to the Sweet 16. Auburn for sure, because they can beat you in so many different ways. Same for Tennessee, same for Kentucky. Arkansas would require the right draw, but they're beginning to play with a little more edge. I mean, they they got nothing out of Note and still almost won in Tuscaloosa. And then Alabama's the other team. Now, Alabama's got to get the right draw. If Alabama draws a team that's just a bunch of defensive dogs, they're in trouble. But if they draw an offensive-oriented team, they can outscore people because they can they can they got a bunch of dudes who can knock threes down. Bama so much than just themselves too, because some days on air they're bad, and yeah. then some days they can't miss. I yeah, mean, you just good luck moving them through a bracket. But they're talented. They're, they'd be a team in a bracket that would scare me because I'd be tempted to go against them, and yet I know perfectly well that they're capable of of winning. Look, they they've beaten Gonzaga this year. Mm-hmm. They they beat Arkansas this year. They've they've won some games. They're they're okay. They, but the other four would be the four that I'm like, oh, those four. I mean. They've beaten three of the four Final Four teams from last year. Yeah. Alabama has. As you mentioned, A&M winning 56-55 over the Gators last night, um, getting foul shots to, to, to get that victory. A&M now 5-8, and eight, Florida 6-7. and seven. I mean, as you said, Mike White, 16-10, and 6-7 mm. for the Gators right now. It's a big loss. They were comfortably in two weeks ago and not anymore. Um, yeah, I'm going to find their net rating because I'm curious. I... Castleton goes for 15 and 15 last night. He's good. And Mike's name pops up here a lot. And I don't know. There's the little voice in my head going, shut up. (laughs) That's not an inspired hire. Not saying it won't work, but it's not inspired at all. (coughs) Frankly, it's lazy. When you're not getting it done at Florida. It would be a really hard sell to believe suddenly at Ole Miss you win at a higher clip. Yeah, this Florida I mean, team lost in Oxford and, and and damn near lost in Gainesville to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Their backcourt play has been abysmal this season. Florida's uh, net. So here are the nets today. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's three. Auburn's eight. Tennessee's nine. LSU's holding steady at 16. Alabama's 23. Arkansas's up to 30. After winning at Missouri, Mississippi State holding at 50. Florida dropped to 54. That's not in. No, it's out. Texas A&M up to 70. Vanderbilt up to 76. South Carolina up to one. I'm sorry, South Carolina up to 98. After winning on the road, Ole Miss drops to 111. Missouri is 146. And Missouri up from 208 to 207 today. So they're oh, on, the, well, on the rise. Climbing. <laughs> Big day, print it out. Well, here's the other thing too. They can't keep Conzo. I don't. I don't think they're going to. Here's the other thing too, and I keep. I keep saying this because I think it's important. This league's about to add Texas and Oklahoma. Everybody talks football, and understandably so, right? Texas is a really good basketball program. They're 15 in the net. 
I mean, they're a, they're a top four seed today. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma's on the right side of the bubble at 39. Oklahoma's played a big-time schedule. And they've lost some games, but they've played a big-time schedule. I mean, Oklahoma is 3-9 and nine in quad one, 4-2 and two in quad two. So they've played a bunch of good games. Texas is uh, five and six, five and six in quad one, five and one in quad two. Texas is a power. So you're adding those programs to your league soon. I, I, I just don't know how you go. I don't, I don't know how you justify going. Well, you know what? As long as we have a good baseball team, I, to me that that that's just that's that would. If I'm sitting in the athletic department meeting, I'm raising my hand, going, "No." We just, this, this can't. This conversation can't, and I don't think it does. Got to remember, Keith Carter played basketball. He was a damn good basketball player at a time that Tad Pad was rocking. There's no way that Keith is willing, or or are completely amenable to the idea of of no. Ole Miss basketball just being a non-factor. It, I, it difficult for me to imagine no. that that's the way that he thinks. I mean, I can't vouch for that personally. He's never looked at me and said. That keeps me up at night, but I'm guessing it keeps him up at night. Let's go move on. But before I do that, here's the thing. Why is basketball thought for the day? We will move on. I know people are probably tired of us talking about it, but it's a big story. We've just kind of glossed over this. Not really glossed over this, but we hit it in amongst a lot of different things. Because, as you said, Kermit's not a bad tactician at all. He knows how to coach basketball. Sure. He doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. And he's a good basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Winning at UAB. The SEC is better than it's been, frankly, since I can remember sports and basketball. It was not this good in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was not this good during Andy's tenure by any no, stretch of the imagination. It wasn't. Now, look, that helps people's nets, and that's not about tournaments. I'm just saying from a conference finish standpoint, it's very difficult right now. Yeah. Um. Did we not hit the big thing, though? Until there is additional resources for recruiting and talent development, does it really matter? No, until you're willing to go buy players. Yeah. And now you can buy them legally. Yeah. So until you're willing willing to to go buy players, it's like is all this not just a lot of window dressing? It is. It is. Hey, well, that guy's gonna. Really, okay, who's he get on this team? I mean, the bottom line, like with Andy, right? Is you go back and look at that time. No, and saying that Kermit staff, and I mean, we'll say he, he missed on Jaron Reed. They missed on Ty Ty Washington. I mean, there was guys that you could make this roster better, or a future roster better that they just missed on. They, they passed, and that wasn't about money. No. They they they. They bought into Sean Robinson, and it did not happen. The The point guard from the Bahamas that they recruited the, who, who just didn't work out. I can't even think of his name. He was that. Oh, yeah, and then Sammy Hunter and Austin Crowley. I mean, these were, you know, Blake Henson. Just, there's been a lot of misses. It just is what it is. I mean, it's not criticism if it's right. They've missed. And that's unfortunate. Obviously, that Deshaun Ruffin got hurt, and you don't sure. know how different their season would be. But injuries happen to other teams too. Again, Auburn played a stretch without their point guard, and that dude's a defender. And their team's not the exact same without that kid on the floor, and yet they navigated their way through it. Other people have injuries too. Franco Miller. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, you could have given me a thousand guesses and I'd had a hard time coming back to that. Give me like 
have to watch a live stream of him committing or something. Did we do that? I, was that who that was that day? I, I, I don't remember. Is that the one that like Coach Yo was involved with somehow or something? Did For some somebody? reason, that sounds familiar. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that something to do with that? It's like I was having a conversation about Auburn back when I covered Auburn, and someone was like, do you remember this and this and this? And I was like, well, I do now, but I, I, if you had not refreshed my memory, I wouldn't have ever thought of it again. No, I was asking the threat. Kermit is not a bad fit. It's it's not a it's not a bad fit at all. No. Um, but the question just, is, why can't you get players? Yeah, that's that's the question. Yeah, and if the answer, if if you're not willing to address that answer, well, then you're, to your point, you might just be whistling in the in the wind. So. Because you can argue, yeah, roster matters, players matter. Frankly, the record the rest of the way doesn't really matter. Like I said, Keith should not be basing his decision on whether they go three and thirteen or three and fifteen no, and well, five like, and like. Oh, well, they got a little hot late because they beat no, A and M at Vanderbilt. Like, who gives? Well, a there crap? was a thread on the board last night that said, you know, if he loses on Saturday, I'm like, well, what if he wins? I mean, what what difference does it make? I mean, Georgia. I think Georgia plays tonight, right? As of this moment, I think Georgia's one and eleven in the league. So if they're one they are one and whatever. Yeah, I mean, if they're whatever. The other game from last night: Arkansas seventy six, Missouri fifty seven. Okay, great. Um, that was in Columbia. I thought that was they covered. I thought that was a sign for Arkansas, though. That that's that's they're they're starting to they got something done. They got, yeah, they're yeah. figuring it out. That was a that had trap written all over it. They've got Tennessee coming to town on Saturday. They just had an emotional week. You go play in a dead arena where you've got to create your own and. and um, energy. energy and they did it. I thought that was for them a pretty good sign that his toughness, his edge, is beginning to show on, on the floor. That and and um, I never can remember the kid Jalen Williams. Mm-hmm. That 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 kid's starting to be dominant. And then tonight, as we mentioned yesterday, just quickly, the biggest game of the night is in Tuscaloosa. The Bulldogs are at the Crimson Tide tonight. State um, Georgia at LSU. And Vanderbilt at Auburn. Your lines are Auburn minus 13.5 against Vanderbilt. LSU minus 15.5 against Georgia. Georgia is 6 to 19, 1 and 11. And then Alabama minus 6 against State in Tuscaloosa tonight. Those are your big your game SEC for State. Lines. It's a huge game for State. One, yep. frankly, they have to have, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Sure. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N E S P A R C. Two packages, the Ignite. The 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best internet around, 662-238-3159. What are your goals for 2022? Does your company need hard to find talent to meet those goals? Maybe you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change, and your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022. You can contact them at 662-832-5138. I've got a mailbag up at rebelgrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Whitney is serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. You can reach her at um, 662-567-2573 or 
3844. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, I highly recommend Grenada Nissan. Located just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi, Grenada Nissan has a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. They have great lease deals as well. You can reach them at GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're also brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio all of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. Tell him what you're looking for. Tell him kind of some ideas that you have. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And he is going to give you options that will create a lifetime of unique memories. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or J. Edwards at Regency Travel. Net. And don't forget about our friends at Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi. They're also home to the Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services Team. They'll contact, a, they'll con- conduct, not contact, you can contact them and then they will conduct a complimentary, no obligation, benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com is the website. Baseball back here this weekend. Again, Friday, Charleston Southern at 4 o'clock for that. A full list of events coming up. We'll probably have one more cold snap, and then uh, we'll be start being warmer. Spring is in the air. Marcus King's at the Lyric tonight. Basketball for the women at home against A&M tomorrow. Then a big, big, big baseball weekend as well. So people coming in town for that. Check the events page. See um, <clears throat> the about. See what to do, what to see, where to stay, eat, and much more. Get all that information and plenty of other things. At visit Oxford MS. So, as much power as a non-Greg Sankey Power 5 person could have, it's probably Mike Oresko, who's commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. They've done a really good job to push the, the be by far the best group of five team, put together groups that have some relevance. He's the one group of five that people would listen to, um, if you will. Sure. He writes a letter to college football a couple days ago. I think it came out on Valentine's Day. We had other stuff we were talking about. Um and he goes directly at Jim Phillips, the new commissioner of the ACC, who replaced Swafford, who did a decent job. Phillips, frankly, he hasn't really done much of anything yet except hold the news conference and pour cold water on everything that everybody else was trying to get done. To the to, to, to the point that we probably need to apologize to Kevin Warren because I think Phillips is three times the worse commissioner than Kevin Warren. I'll never forgive Kevin Warren, though. Kevin, okay, that's Ke- fair. Kevin Warren was ready to shut down college football he was, in 2020. So, no, I'll never. Well, no. Jim Phillips decided to hitch his entire wagon to Kevin Warren. Well, that was dumb. He looks at Kevin and goes, hey, you're my leader. That was dumb. So, the ACC has been the – Warren to a point. Wait, we're not excusing him here because he's in this group as well. He and Phillips have decided – Because I'll fight you on Warren. Okay, that's fine. Phillips and Warren – have come in together and said, nope, we're going to be the saviors and we're going to worry about the integrity of college football and we're going to fight the rest of you assholes, which is the other nine conference commissioners and Jack Swar- or the other eight and then Jack Swarbrick, the commissioner or the president of Notre Dame. Okay. So Oresco comes out and goes, hey, we got time here, but we got to get going. We got to get this thing done now. We got to get this playoff going because here's what's dumb. If the ACC would stop, we'd be in good shape. We could get this done. 
the the working group, all the other commissioners except for maybe Warren and all the fans, everybody loves this 12-team model. We can make this work. Let's pick one of these things. Let's do this thing. Let's get going. Because mm-hmm. their point, he, he has multiple points. I'm nowhere close to done. But his main point was, okay, this is going to get done for 2026, whether you guys like it or not, kicking and screaming and whatever you're doing. So all you're doing is kicking the can down the road and keeping players and teams from making the playoff. That is all you're accomplishing is just delaying things for whatever, frankly, imaginative moral stance you're trying to take at this point or whatever it is you're trying to do at this point. Because the ACC with Phillips comes out and says that they would be for expansion at some point in the future, but they're not for expansion right now because of the health and safety of the players. That's really the reason they're not for the health and safety. Yeah, the health and safety. Um, Meaning more games could cause injuries or COVID? Uh, more games causing injuries was the way I interpreted that. Okay. But Oresco astutely points out that, okay, but you're fine with it later, just not now. So the health and safety is really just a temporary thing for you guys that eventually you're going to be okay with. Well, it gets you four years to get your future players in shape. Yeah, true, true. While also the internet pointing out after Oresco's letter coming out that the FCS champions, less t- t- talented players, played 15 games in their schedule with 22 fewer scholarships on those teams, and apparently they handled it okay. Well, I think those guys knew at an earlier age that they weren't going to play at that level, and so they got themselves into a better condition. Is that what it was? Well, they're harder. Grinders, you know, because they're underachievers, overachievers. Okay. Had to really work to get to James Madison or Old Dominion or whatnot. So then, stupid. It, it's an indefensible argument. <laughs> Goes on to say logically, and this is my, this is might be the. I mean, frankly, this guy should run for some other type of office as he was talking, because it is understandable and likely that some of the four teams that get buys will end up in the championship game, right? Sure. We feel good about that. Like so it. their workload is not overly extended at this point. They get a buy. And I have a hunch that if you're ranked, and Rusko points this out, 5 through 12, and you win enough games to get into the title, you're not going to be the one complaining that you've played too many football games. No. You're going to be all right. Your players are going to go, yep, let's go play for the championship. Sure. I don't know what stake this has. I don't know what steam it has. I don't know if it changes anything. But a commissioner coming out and voicing these things in this amount of length and this in, in this amount of comprehension can only help because it is at least applying direct pressure. Because frankly, even you know, Sankey took a different tact of, "Hey, we're fine. We're going to be fine either way. So y'all figure out what you want to do. You're just costing yourselves. Cool. It's." When the other ones get up and go, hey, guys, what the hell are you doing? So what are they doing? I mean, because it's, it's not, to, not to dive into politics here, but when you see people in today's environment doubling down on protocols or masks or whatnot, you realize it's just fighting for power. What is, it's not really about masks. They don't really believe what they're saying. The, AC, the ACC doesn't really believe that they're going to be more prepared in 2026 than they are in 2023 for a 12-team playoff. So what is it that they're fighting? What, what is it really that they're saying? Is it, is it as simple as a temper tantrum? What is it? My assumption is a couplefold. I think they're probably annoyed that the Big 12 is still in line to get an automatic bid when that conference has been decimated. Without Texas and without... Yeah. Oh, you. I sure. mean, you're giving a bunch of American teams an automatic bid. 
essentially, at that point. I think it's that. But, I mean, one could argue... One could argue that the ACC is not measurably sure. better than the Big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma. Baylor would have won the ACC this last year. Oh, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma State would have won the ACC this last year. Yeah. You're Clemson and a bunch of nothing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's I mean you had Wake and Pitt playing. I mean, that's your my point. Title game. Uh, th- those, teams, those two teams, Baylor and Oklahoma State, would have won the ACC. Not only that, they would have won it easily. So what is it? Is it strictly a loyalty to Kevin Warren because the Big Ten is fighting this? Is it just going? No, you are. I'm going to ride here. Oh, okay, let's, let's 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 play that out. If you're if you're the Big Ten, why the hell are you fighting? This? Oh, I believe their presidents and ads are legitimately fighting the extra workload stuff. I think they have in their heads. No, oh, no, we can't play these extra games and ask these players to do extra things. So those are the people who actually believe the health and. Safety I believe stuff. there are presidents and ads in that in that, or at least presidents in that conference that do believe that to some extent that we are from one of two levels: believe complete, it or, or don't like the look of it. Because there's two different things. They don't like the look of admitting because it's admitting. Well, this. I think you're also. I think and maybe they're right here. I think there's also the hang on. If we're making them do this, they're going to ask for something else. But they're already getting it. Troy Brown, Troy Brown gave the, in the story that, that I wrote the other day. You were but there. they're getting it outside. I'm talking about revenue share. Once you get into more and more and more and more games. Well, then give them a revenue share of the playoff game. They don't want to, which is my point. Well, I mean, I don't want to do a lot of things. My, my point is I don't know how you can make the argument that four is better than 12 for anybody. I don't know how you make that argument. You look at the NFL playoffs and how wildly successful they are. You're going to 12 and 26, whether you're kicking and screaming or not. It is absolutely going to happen for 2026. So if you don't do it now, you're not doing it for one of two reasons. And I'm asking. Yeah, sure. It's either a temper tantrum or because you're so hung up on appearances that you just can't. You can't be the guy. It can't happen on your watch. You can't be the governor that goes, okay, it's over, back to normal. You almost are so dug into your principles that you have to lose and let your replacement do it so that you can go down saying, I, I fought for the people. Maybe that's what's happening in the Big Ten and the ACC. We, you know, we're, we're a bunch of – this is an academic institution. This is not – the G League. Troy Brown referred to the SEC as the G League of the NFL. Of, of the NFL. Yeah. He, he ain't wrong. It's very valid. I mean, I don't know that anybody wants to put that on the marketing campaign, but he's not wrong. No, when he went into the portal, he went, where do I want to go? Here's where I want to go. I want to go to the SEC. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. And the SEC's all for it. Well, it does big, nothing but benefit them. Where's the Pac-12 on this? Are they... Switzerland, like we'll do whatever. Yeah, they're they're riding. They they want to ride with the ACC and the Big Ten, but they understand. Hey, we just need a spot. So they literally went. Hey, you guys figure out what you want to do and let us know. And right. we'll, we'll go play. Okay, fair enough. Oh, I have no problem with that. That yeah. new commissioner went. Hey, I can't risk getting shut out of this thing. Sure. I'm playing nice. Hey, Greg, 
Just let me know. Yeah. We're good. Well, I mean, his best move is to just kind of appease because he has no power. Well, he doesn't want USC and Oregon, Washington, some of the programs that would be attractive to other leagues. Go going. Ahead. That's it. Peace out. Yeah. What are you doing? Because they already are looking at the numbers and going, what in the hell are we doing? Yeah. The SEC distributing, what was it, $58 million? Is that what it was the other day? 50-something. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, if you're Oregon, you look at that and go, what in the living hell are we doing? Somebody in the stream said, talk about Ole Miss. You don't realize this is absolutely the number one topic that could apply to Ole Miss right now. We're literally because talking they would about have been in a playoff that would have completely and utterly changed your season, your program, your perception, your your your, your ability in a thousand different ways. No, the the playoff getting to twelve as fast as possible benefits a team like Ole Miss maybe as much as any team in the country. They've certainly been who has shown the ability over the last ten years to finish in the top twelve often enough. And, and, to be very relevant. And it's very, very difficult for a school like Ole Miss to finish in the top four. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's. Your path is finish in the top 12 and get hot as hell for three yes, weeks. Yes. That is your path. Get a little lucky in a bracket and get hot as well, hell. Well, and Ole Miss would have hosted a playoff game. They would have. Oklahoma State. Yeah. I mean, that would have been the. The biggest game in program the history. biggest game in program history. Yeah. There's been no talk about whether Matt Corral plays. No, he would have played. He would have played. He would have come back in, frankly. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, they played a – oh, God. Meaningless Sugar Bowl. <clears throat> didn't mean anything. It didn't. Just a win or a loss. Baylor got a trophy. Didn't really mean anything. Didn't. I mean, didn't. The playoff means something. For a school like Ole Miss, getting to the top four is really difficult. Getting to the top 12, you can get there. Mm -hmm. And then you're hot. And then you get a shot in a big bowl game. And now the Sugar Bowl, when you go as a quarterfinal, is meaningful. Oh, well, yeah, sure. much more meaning. And then here's the other thing. People around the country are watching playoff games. America likes playoffs. They love playoffs. We love we love team events, playoffs, brackets. We love some brown we brackets. We love brackets. People go from not watching college basketball to I'm taking Thursday and Friday off. Think about that a minute. You don't watch it all year, and then suddenly it's a bracket, and I'm in. Well, they can do that in football, too, on a bigger scale. No one watches – people. there are people who don't watch the NBA – from October to April, and then the playoffs roll in, and they're like, man, this Milwaukee-Philadelphia uh, <laughs> series. Woo! <laughs> this bracket. <laughs> I mean, you need a playoff. I mean, frankly, we're talking Ole Miss more than we've talked it the whole no, show. this is about Ole Miss. This, is, this couldn't be more Ole Miss. This, this Ole is, Miss is a, has proven that it can get to the top 12. No, you're punishing – I mean, do the math. 22, 23, 24, 25, 8 times 4 – there are 32 teams being punished by not pushing it right now. Yeah. Eight per year for four years. Yeah. Well, like Pitt would have been in a playoff game this yes. year. If I'm, a, if I'm Pitt and I'm in the room in the ACC, I'm going, wait wait a minute. What are we doing? Wake Forest would have gone to the playoffs this year. Instead, instead, they went and played in a bowl game and no one will ever remember it. And the other team didn't even decide to play them. I mean, just no one would remember. Do you, I mean, who they end up playing? Rutgers? 
Because I can name them quick. I think so. It's bowl games. You, so you take you take the 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 Orange Bowl. I mean, quick. Who played in the Orange Bowl this year? <clears throat> was it a playoff game? It was not a playoff game. Oh, it was. It was, was Mich- it? Michigan Georgia. So okay. Oh, it was yeah, a bad was. example. Right. Yeah, that's a bad right. example. Who played in the Capital? Who played in the Citrus Bowl? It was was that Arkansas or Kentucky? It was one or the other. I think it was Kentucky. Okay, it's an SEC tie, and I could guess yeah. it and get it right. To make games that don't have any meaning. I for, well, good point. We met with Troy Brown last week. I forgot they played in the Sun Bowl. Yeah. Completely forgot they were the team that moved from the Barstool Bowl to the Sun Bowl. Yeah. When all that went down with whomever that went down with. You you have more meaningful games. Who's who's against that? Because the truth is, in the whole college football postseason, only three games were meaningful. In the in the whole conference. Excluding conference championship games. And one of those, the SEC conference championship game was meaningless. Whenever it goes, well, more games make the title game meaningless. The title game was meaningless this year. Utterly meaningless. It All that was determined by Georgia losing to Alabama in Atlanta was that Georgia wore a white jersey instead of a red jersey in the championship game. That's, that's literally it. And now, it raises the stakes for a lot of teams. It gives them a chance to get in the playoffs. The alternative to what we're talking about both can be true at the same time again we can pull that off and do that is that what makes college football successful is not every team has the same ceiling and motivation for what is success in their season of course um but don't you want more meaningful games yeah yeah you're bringing more in well like for example Ole Miss and Texas A&M we hyped up that game and it was fun that's a good point grind makes if Bama had lost they were out it was incredibly meaningful to them right that's true Ole Miss, Texas. Auburn had held on. Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Game day was here. Kiffin did the thing in the Grove. All that stuff, right? Imagine if they'd been been able to add the storyline of the winner of this game has a real shot at a playoff bid. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss could get a playoff game right back here in the Grove in four weeks if it can just win this game. Oh, that's a game changer. You come back after the game and go, hey, whoa, look at the path. All right, that's a game changer, right? Because what did Ole Miss beating Texas A&M really mean? I mean, got him in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, sure. But what did it really mean? It was fun. It was exciting. It was all those things. But what did it really mean? Did it mean as much as it would have been if that had been a playoff spot? Well, no. I mean, to me, that's – if I'm in the big – so if I'm in the Big Ten and I'm a, a, I mean like a program like Iowa, for example, that's never going to finish top four nationally, but has a good shot to finish top 12 sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Ohio State this year would have been a playoff team. And frankly, the top four getting buys in a weird way almost benefits you because you get a chance to win that game. Hey, I won a game in the playoff, and now oh, I get the of, shot. Of course. Versus, oh, if I'm the 12, I'll play Alabama. Of course. I don't know, hold on, I get Cincinnati? Oh, well, uh, but, now. but even if you play Alabama yeah. and you play them in a playoff game, well, like, yeah, hey, sure. we're going to roll it all out there. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. And there would be an upset at some point. Of course. It, it would not go as chalk every no, no, year. No, no. College ball is weird. There would be a Cinderella. Yeah. And the country would fall in love with Cinderella because we love tournaments, we love brackets, and we love, and we love us some Cinderella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd have a chance to be Cinderella. Ole Miss would have a real shot to be a Cinderella. Yeah. 08, 15, 21. I'll give you an example. Let's say the Ole Miss-Arkansas game, um, 
next year, the two teams had the same records that they had this year, and that game's in Fayetteville in November. Game goes from being, ah, it doesn't really mean anything unless you're an Ole Miss or an Arkansas fan, to, oh, the winner of this has a shot, at, a real shot at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, now the whole country's watching. Don't you want more people watching? Yeah. That's your product. I, to me, the whole thing's a no-brainer. I'm complete, I haven't even read what Oresco wrote, and I'm, I'm like, sure. you, you nailed it. Yeah. So you're thinking about dinner plans and want to skip the hassle of going to the store, prepping, and cooking? Make Prime Shrimp's Easy Cook Shrimp Pouches your next meal of choice. Take a patch, pouch out of the freezer. No thaw. Prep required. Just drop it into a pot of boiling water. You've got restaurant-quality shrimp in under 10 minutes. Try some signature seasoned or French Quarter Alfredo today from PrimeShrimp.com. It's always a risk-free purchase. Money-back guarantee if you don't love it. We'll refund you fully. Use MPW and get $20 off your first order. Remember, if you buy four pounds or more, it ships for free. Again, that's primeshrimp.com. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to uh, collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, It's the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for 70 years. Uh, almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or give them a call at 662-234-2777. Also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. The only two-patch system available in the market today to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patches used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20. You can get uh, 25% off at DeadSoxy.com. It's a... Best socks you'll ever put on your feet. The no-shows are fantastic. Game changer for me. Um, and then their traditional socks, all sorts of variety, styles, everything you could possibly look for. It's all there at Dead Soxy promo code Rebel Grove. Uh, NCAA tournament right around the corner. NBA going right now. Still a lot of things to bet on. I suggest Bro Throw. It's a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party. No juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. Take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at brothrow.com. And then don't forget, this is the last week you can register your uh, kids for Oxford Park Commission Youth Baseball and Softball for the 2022 spring season. 
Leagues are open for ages 5 to 17 in baseball, 5 to 12 in softball. The cost per participant is $50. Season begins on Monday, April the 25th. All games played at M-Trade Park. Go to OxfordParkCommission.com before February the 20th. So you got about four days to get signed up. Podcast is brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're going to look at underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. So, I don't know where on the internet they got this from, so credit to actually Super Talk for giving this stat. I thought it was interesting yesterday when I saw it. Um, Ole Miss A&M, from a game time like kick until final whistle, mm-hmm. took longer than the Super Bowl. Including Super Bowl's forty-minute halftime. Yeah, I know. A and M Ole Miss was still a longer game, mm-hmm. a game that had very few points in it mm-hmm. for a majority of the game. It's a problem. So the Super Bowl, from a play standpoint, I don't know which one's which, but Rams and Bengals. One had sixty-six plays, one had sixty-one plays. Okay. The College Football Championship game, Georgia and Alabama, seventy-eight plays and seventy games, seventy plays. Okay. Obviously, the biggest difference is the clock stopping on first downs. TV timeouts are longer, too. But from a game action standpoint, the biggest difference is the first down things. My question, though, in this, and we've talked about this a little bit. I, I think it's a very valid thing. These college football games are lasting way too long, and the NFL is king at getting games done and moving on with your day. Mm-hmm. When you don't stop the clock, okay, okay, is quarterback play at the college level enough to not make it a severe issue to keep game flow? Well, it's certainly interesting to talk about, um, and it's certainly valid. And the answer is probably yes. Is it a needed protection is, I guess, the point? No. Here would be my argument. Okay. If at the Power Five level, if you admit what you are, which is you're a feeder system for the NFL, shouldn't you play the NFL game? The game's too long. Well, yeah, 100%. If one of your, and if one of your issues is that you're going to ride on is, well, there's you know security, player safety, blah, 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 then fewer plays is better. Fewer plays means fewer opportunities for someone to get hurt. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people, but I'm just saying, if you're in the room having those conversations, I'm like, well, hold up. I'm, I'm a proponent for the college game adopting the NFL rules across the board. The reason is, if you don't care, okay, you're not emotionally attached, sure. and you watch an NFL game and you watch a college game, and the only you're not focused on quality, you're just focused on the, the NFL game from a time standpoint is much more palatable than a college game that gets into the four, four and a half hour. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's too long. You and I have sat here – waiting for a game to end going, oh, my God. We've covered games in Tuscaloosa that went into four hours in regulation. And it's more of a, it's more of a devil's advocate thing. I don't even necessarily disagree. My one catch would be I think you're drastically limiting the number of plays in the game because you're talking about hurry-up offenses and a stop clock and still only being 12 and 9 additional plays. I think you're cutting 20 plays off every team at least. Could be. I mean, you could have games where somebody only runs 46 plays if you're not careful with that. 
And then you do but, get into, are, are, we, are we playing would, enough? But then people would have to adjust. Turn into a defensive game again. Well, <laughs> would that be all bad? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Uh, you're more likely to watch a, a – two teams you don't give a crap about, you're more likely to watch an offensive game than a defensive game. Well, you're talking to the guy that watches a lot of Big Ten. So, but but yes, in general, in general, time. sure, I, I, I grant it. But you got to do something. I think. I mean, I, I don't think the solution is well. It is what it is. The games last four and a half hours. Eh. Yeah, sure. And as I said here, maybe you do it for the first. You know, maybe you stop. Maybe you start stopping the clock at the five minute mark of every quarter. I, I don't know, just something. Thanks to uh, G two ten Reb for the super chat. Appreciate you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd love to see an exper- an experiment with it. Mm-hmm. It would absolutely put a premium on quarterback play. I don't know if you could even talk them into doing it, but you'd love to see like the FCS do it for a year just to see what it looks like. Oh yeah, for sure. They wouldn't do it, but well, that, make them do it. But and that's where the quarterback plays at its worst. Yeah, but you'd love to see it. I mean, it would it would add more strategy to the game. You'd really be careful about wasting a timeout. I think there's a lot of things they could fix in the college game. Kind of last thing today, did you see where Conference USA is fighting with its members about staying in the league? I saw where Marshall. Southern and, Miss and Old Dominion are I, the three. And I think FIU had a schedule out, and they kind of were like, ah, we don't really know if this is really our schedule. Well, so Conference USA came out yesterday and said they were going to, quote, exhaust all necessary legal actions to ensure that outgoing members Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss stick around long enough to participate in the fall. They say that those teams are under contract through the 2022-2023 academic year. Mm-hmm. All of those schools have already come out publicly and said that they are axing out of the Conference USA at the end of this um, semester. So right. there is, frankly, a pretty good legal fight coming because these aren't schools like Texas and Oklahoma that have the $75 million to just pay the money and go, I the hell with you, we're moving on, I don't care. This actually could turn into a court case here. Hey, Texas like, and OU are watching this thing pretty closely. Well, now that's true. Going, hey, precedent? Um, what yeah. do you think? Like, hey, y'all, y'all need any legal? What judge we, can we bribe in this one? Yeah, like, Texas <laughs> looking over there at Marshall going, hey, y'all need a little help? <laughs> we, we got some attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly we're putting a legal team together here. You ever heard the words pro bono? Yeah. We're in. A test case. Let's yeah. do that one. We'll learn from that one for hours. That's going to cost us what five million? Here's the check. <laughs> Let us come help you because they get a they get a greased pad. They're out. They want out. At I the mean, end of the day, you don't stop the schools, right? At the end of the day, the schools have the power, right? I think so. Now, legal wise, the conference has the power. They've the ones that got the contract. And goes no. Hey. Do you enforce it? That's what I'm, I'm, look, it's, Without it's, payment? Like it's, if I'm the conference commissioner, what am I getting? Hey, y'all, y'all are leaving just because you want to. Don't you take a settlement? Well, probably. I mean, who really wants to go to a trial on this? I mean, yeah. Do you really want to? And how fast is that thing happening? You really want to air all that? Because every one of these people have stuff to hide. Do you really want to go there? Or do you just want to go, okay, I tell you what. It was going to be $50 million. Give us 20 Conference USA intends to conduct the 2022-2023 athletic year with the full 14 institution membership intact. The board of directors will exhaust all necessary legal actions to ensure all members meet their contractual obligations as defined and agreed to in the bylaws. What if Marshall just goes, we're not going? 
We you we're, can't make us. We're going to schedule our own games and we're going to play people. Well, no, they're in like the Sun Belt or something. I don't know. They went somewhere. Yes, yeah, so they can go play that game. I don't know where they went. They went somewhere. I mean, what, what's the what's CUSA going to do when Marshall shows up in Hattiesburg? Yeah, those three are going to the Sun Belt, and then UTSA, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and Charlotte are leaving Conference USA for the American Athletic Conference in the fall of twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um. Conference USA is adding Liberty, New Mexico State, Sam Houston State, and Jacksonville State in 2023. Oof. Oof. That's not an even trade. My friends at Louisiana Tech screwed this up. Oh. Man. Ego got the best of them. You had to call the Sun Belt and go. Well, and the Sun Belt would have taken them in a heartbeat. Whatever. Tell us. Too late now. Sun Belt's got their guys. Damage done. They took Old Dominion. Yeah. They'd have taken you. Sure. Oh, yeah. A lot tech. of regional stuff. Though. They'd have taken Tech. Of course. Now. Oh, so now Tech's in the... With Liberty and... Frankly, this was a dumb move by Liberty. You're a really wealthy school that's yeah. independent and fine. What are you doing? Don't you force your way into the Sun Belt or just stay independent? It was. I've, I've heard it was... Or even the American? You've got money. I've heard it was getting difficult for them to schedule. So I don't... Because they got too good. Yeah, I, just, I don't know what they're... I mean, to Hughes', to Hughes credit, they got too good. Yeah. Teams didn't want the L. Right. Who's Liberty playing next year? Uh, like if I'm Texas, um, as we kind of go full circle a little bit while you look that up, one of the things that would bother me about my chances of getting Arch Manning and players like Arch Manning right now is, am I stuck in the Big 12 for two more years? Three more years? If I could tell recruits, hey, we're playing in the SEC your freshman year, mm-hmm. I bet I recruit better. Oh, well. Hell. Uh, Liberty schedule in 2022. Southern Miss, oh, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a Conference USA schedule. Southern Miss, UAB, Wake Forest, Akron, Old Dominion, UMass, Gardner-Webb, BYU, Arkansas, UConn, Virginia Tech, New Mexico State. It's a good schedule. Yeah. It's actually a really good schedule. Yeah. They've got some big-name teams, and they've got it's conference. they got some win. paydays, but only two or three in those that you look at and go, that's an L. Yeah, they're going to lose in Fayetteville, and they're going to probably lose to BYU. Yeah, for sure. And they're going to lose to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Otherwise, it's no, – they're going to lose at Wake. I would think. He starts 8-4 and four with a chance to pull a couple upsets. So if you, I mean, if somebody came down and goes, hey, Liberty beats Wake Forest. Okay. But if you go 8-4 and four at Liberty, you're going to some bowl game somewhere. And your four losses are those teams? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. Lots of tweets and Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh all right. Be back tomorrow with more uh here, rebelgrove.com. We'll have stuff. Uh wrote a story on Tim Elko. There's some recruiting up. There's plenty of things. More coming as well as uh Ole Miss again forty eight hours or so away from the start of the baseball season. So hope all of you have a wonderful day. Got good weather for a few more days through the weekend. Have a good day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.